Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and today's podcast is sponsored by the Members Academy, a place where you can get everything you need to prepare for the IELTS in just one membership site. Today we're going to be looking at a general training task one and I've chosen it because it's one of those tasks where you might find it difficult to get the tone right. It's a letter to your colleagues, strangely enough, and very often you get a letter to your boss. And I always say, well, it kind of depends who your boss is and how well you know your boss. Um, In this situation, you're writing to your colleagues. And again, I would suggest that if you're writing to your colleagues and you know your colleagues, you know their first names, you know everybody in the company, then of course you would adopt an informal tone. But if you work for a huge company and you're writing this uh, email to lots of people you don't know, then you'd choose a more formal tone. The important thing is not to worry so much about which one you choose, just that you remain consistent throughout. So the examiner doesn't know what kind of company you work for, but the examiner will be able to tell immediately that you're writing to people you know, and then he will or she will judge that letter based on how you started it. So if you start with a formal, um, you know, dear sir or madam, then the examiner will realise you're writing a very formal letter and will expect the rest to be formal. But if you start your email with something like, hi, everyone, well, that's fine. Maybe you do know, maybe you work in a company with six people, that's fine. Um, But then, of course, the examiner will expect the rest of the letter to be informal too. So don't worry so much about this kind of work type letter because it will very much depend on your relationship with your colleagues and that will become very clear from the start of the letter. Um, The other reason I've chosen this letter today and I'm telling you now so you've kind of listen to it throughout as I'm reading. In the Members Academy, we talked about how much the present perfect is used in letters and we went through when and how you need to use the present perfect in IELTS. So not only in letter writing, but also in your speaking. So, for example, when you get questions like, um, have you ever taken something back to a shop? Um, Have you ever bought anything after watching an advert, for example? Those kind of have you ever questions or how long have you lived in your house or how long have you worked in your company? So the present perfect is something important that you need to know. And in letters, you'll notice here, when you start an informal or formal letter, you might need to give a bit of background information about what's happened recently. So the present perfect then is perfect (laughs) for you to use. Um, So do listen out for the present perfect um, in these two letters, one of them formal, one of them informal. So there's a reason for that. As I mentioned, you could be writing very formally to colleagues that you don't know, or you could be writing to a small office um, of workers that you know very well. The question is this. It says, you have been asked, notice the present perfect, because it's recently, have you, you have been asked to organise a social event for your company. Write an email to your colleagues. In the email, say what suggestions have been made for the social event. What do you think about the suggestions and what have you decided to do? 
So I took the very formal example from a book that I'm using at university at the moment called Keynote. And I was quite surprised by how formal it was, actually. Um, But that's, again, dependent on who you're writing to. So I'm going to read the formal version out first. And it says, Dear colleagues, we haven't been able to have an end of year social event for the past two years due to our limited funds. This year, however, the company has offered to pay for an end of year party. We discussed various options, as you will see below. Firstly, we considered an office party held on the premises. The main advantage of this would be that it avoids any need for people to make special travel arrangements. On the other hand, the building doesn't really have a space that is suitable. We therefore looked at a meal out. There are a number of suitable restaurants and hotels close to the office. One argument against this was that sitting at a table is not a very good way for us to mix and get to know people from other departments. Finally, we discussed a day trip, for example, to a local tourist spot. The main drawback of this is the cost. In addition, it's difficult to find somewhere that caters for all of our needs and interests. Taking all of the points into consideration, we propose an office party for all staff to be held in the main reception area, date and time to be confirmed. Please let us know your opinion, preferably before the end of next week. Thank you, Fiona. Okay, so lots of formal features there, although because it's written to people that you know it's not a letter of complaint or it you know it, it's still we're still using contractions for example we haven't been able to have an end of year social event for the past two years but notice the linking words how formal they are due to our limited funds due to rather than because of they use however a lot this year however and words like we discussed various options, you know, it's all a very formal tone throughout. Even the listing, it's got firstly and finally, and we therefore looked at a meal out, you know, therefore is very formal. And even it's almost written like a task two in some ways. The main advantage of this would be um, that it avoids blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the vocabulary, it's like unsuitable um what else? A uh, main drawback of this is the cost in addition. So very formal. Taking all of the points into consideration, we propose an office party to be held, even in the passive there, date and time to be confirmed. So yeah, lots of features of formal but polite and appropriate language to write a company email. Now, I've rewritten it in a way that I would write possibly in my small school where there's only about eight teachers and staff. So the less formal version starts like this. Hi, everyone. As you know, we haven't had a Christmas party for the past two years because of a lack of funds. Okay, lack of funds is quite formal, um, but it just seems polite at the 
you know, in the context, I wouldn't say because we haven't got enough money. I would say because of a lack of funds. So it's kind of semi-formal. But this year, the company has said that they'll pay for some kind of get-together. Get-together, kind of informal word for a party. I've asked around the office and this is basically what we've come up with. So I've chosen a phrasal verb there, come up with. This is what we've decided on um, because, of course, it's a phrasal verb um, which is appropriate for the situation. So you'll get points for using that phrasal verb, come up with an idea, for example. I've kept the order. First of all, we thought about having an after work party in the office. This would be the easiest option because everyone would already be there, though it's not ideal because there's not much space. So I've just made it a bit more informal. It's not ideal is a kind of expression. Well, you know, it's it's all right, but it's not ideal. So then we looked into a meal out. Looked into is an informal way of saying um, did some research into or su- considered maybe. Um, there are loads of nice restaurants not too far away from the office, but some people thought it probably wasn't the best way to mingle. Mingle mean chat and socialise because everyone would be sitting at a table all evening. Finally, we considered something like a day trip to somewhere nice and local. So I've kept it quite vague, you know, something like a day trip, somewhere nice and local. I don't usually um, recommend using the word nice, but you would say it, you know, nice and local. Local is an adjective, is more um, descriptive, but nice in that sense, you know, just go somewhere nice and local. The only problem with this would be the cost again. And also it's quite difficult to find somewhere that suits all of our needs and interests. So after a lot of thought, we think an office party in the main reception would be the best bet. So a bit of an expression there, what would be the best bet, the most likely way to be successful. Uh, Date and time to be confirmed. Please let us know what you think before the end of the week, if possible. So I've said, please let us know rather than please let us know your opinion. And yeah, before the end of the week, if possible. And then finish with many thanks, Fiona. So um, I've put these both examples onto my website. So if you go there, um, you'll see them in, in the blog section or you can put a search in for email or you can go to the general training section. You'll find it there. Um, it'll be first page if you're listening to this now in August 2018. Um, so that's all for now. Um do go back and have a look at it and think about the present perfect. Other examples in general training writing, for example, you're writing to your landlord and with a complaint. So you you say, I've been your tenant now for six months and I've never had any problems. You know, that kind of thing uses the present perfect um, to provide background information in the first um, opening lines. Um, So that's all for now. Thanks very much for listening. Um, I'll be back soon. Bye.